this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. What up, TGOS listeners? Welcome to episode 60 of the Glory in Our Stories, freshman edition. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Miss Ayana Brown. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Glory in Our Stories, freshman edition. On this episode today, we will be speaking with a recent uh, graduate from, from college, Miss Ayana Brown. Uh, Ayana. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for, again, for your time and congratulations i'm pretty thank sure thank you pretty sure that's in order and from what i understand I, I take it you you left the country in celebration is that right yeah so i went on a cruise but it wasn't celebrating me it was actually celebrating my cousin who just graduated from dental school nice um but yeah we still did a cheers for me too well, congratulations to you both. Um, Thank you. No problem. I'm pretty certain it was <laughs> it was hectic, but you got through it, and um, yeah. finally um, experiencing the finish line. And I guess now it's the next step, so to speak, mm-hmm. whatever that entails. Um, yeah. So, so um, that's good. Um, so I guess we'll we'll jump right into it. I always try to give a little spiel about how I know the people that I interviewed. Um, Ayana and I actually worked at Target years ago. Um, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> yes. It's, it's been a minute. And I remember you, um, you worked there for a while and then you left. And it wasn't until maybe over the last few months I started uh, noticing, well, I saw you again on, on on social media and I saw uh the 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 photo shoot you did of your graduation pictures and okay. it was indicating that you were uh you graduating as an educator and yeah I was like wow would have never would have never knew where did did you always intend on pursuing education as far as uh, a major no, so actually it's funny because when I was working at Target, I had just moved from Atlanta to Augusta mm-hmm. for a nannying job. So when I was working at Target, that was just like an in-between thing, something that I was just doing because I had just moved there. But then when I got into college my freshman year, my major was actually nursing. Mm. Um, but then I realized, quickly that I'm not about that study in life <laughs> me and nursing was not going to work out but I mean I always knew I think yeah so to answer your question yes I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher like when I was younger I would love to play school and I love being a teacher my mom had a daycare growing up and so I loved like teaching the kids whether it was like ABCs, colors and helping them tie their shoes but I chose nursing because it was more money um, and so 
that's why when I started college, I was like, I want to do nursing just because the pay was better. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, I know a couple of friends that enter the nursing field and like many people say and as as many of us know it's a very competitive field and yeah. uh, it's difficult to get into but when once you're in you're in mm-hmm. um so um so would you say that teaching has always would you say teaching teaching is your passion I would definitely say teaching is my passion. I think, I mean, teaching isn't for everybody. Yeah. Um, but of course, with today, I mean, just nowadays, people are doing teaching as like a second, like just something to do. And I think it's, I mean, teaching, a lot of people talk about teaching, but teachers, they like run the freaking world just because they teach, like they impact everyone in the society uh, whether it's like doctors or like everyone starts in the classroom everyone has a teacher uh, and so I definitely I'm not teaching it for me I'm teaching for the students because if I were to be teaching for me like if I was like oh I'm going to do, do a job that benefits me then I wouldn't be teaching just because it's very draining you have to humble yourself because you're not getting paid well you're constantly I mean kids that's I think that's the thing that a lot of parents and a lot of people on the outside you know of the educational uh, field uh, a lot of complaints that they have is that most of the teachers aren't as serious um, about the profession as the parents are of course they want their kids to advance and learn as much as they can Um, but I I think the flip side of that um, and you can correct me if I'm if you have a different perspective is that not a people a lot of people don't see it the way you all see it like for those that say for instance you do have a teacher that's in it for the money but at the same time the difficulty of trying to learn a way for a child to learn because you have several different students several different mindsets several different personalities and your job is to make sure that they get from here to there by the end of the year and yeah. when those kids come in your classroom, they're bringing um, all their worries and um, dreams and fears from their mm-hmm. personal lives. And they have to basically at least try to put that aside and, you know, um, consume this information that you're trying to give them. And it can yeah. be it can be very difficult and challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Um... I was going to say something and I lost it because you were talking about um, yeah because I think because we were talking about you know how different kids learn differently and trying to incorporate that like trying to make sure that you are making sure that like you said bringing a child like making sure that they're growing from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and doing it to the best of their abilities and I think I mean it is definitely hard because some kids they learn best not taking notes some kids learn best by having like a normal conversation I know the way that I learned 
it was very frustrating for me in school because it was like I had I memorized my way through high school. I know for a fact because I would memorize the facts and then take the test and then after the test, I lose it. So I honestly could not tell you what I learned. <laughs> You know, in high school, but it was just like, because it was, this is the way we're going to teach it, and this is the way you're going to learn it, and if you don't learn it, then, oh, well. Yeah. Um, so how was your, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say, I don't know where I was going with that, so yeah, <laughs> keep going. Uh, so um, as far as your college experience, what was your first year like? My first year, it was definitely, it wasn't bad. Um, I think I, my freshman year actually was really good now that I think about it, just because it was my first time being away from home. Um, I had me a car, like life was good. I was working, so I was living on campus, but I was also working on the weekends at Target. So I had money. So it was just like, life was great. Um, but I definitely think, I had, like, more fun that I didn't focus on school. Like, <laughs> my assignments were not my priorities. Procrastination was real. So I would, like, stay. I remember every, both semesters, towards the end of the semester, like, staying up and pulling all-nighters. So that just became normal to me because I was waiting last minute to do stuff. So I would stay up all night and type papers and study and stuff. I mean, I think that, that really drained me, um, mm. which I mean, it'll drain anybody. But it was just like, I was a nursing major, so I was studying for like chemistry, struggling, oh trying goodness. to pass my way through, but staying up the night before, thinking that I'm going to learn it, you know, in one night, or I would stay up and type papers and stuff. But at the moment, if I'm being honest, it was a struggle, but it was also fun at the same time because I was the only one up in my dorm room. So it was like I'd be up by myself, have my music blasting. Um, and so that was, it was, that was cool. But I think freshman year, I really grew. I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Um, because I had, like, cut my hair. And like I said, I was away from my family. So I was really able to just make decisions on my own. I'm the youngest in my family, so I'm the baby. So I think a lot of decisions in the past, they were made for me. And I just went along with whatever, like, my mom and my sisters wanted me to do. But when I got to college, it was like I had to make decisions on my own. I had to handle my own business. And so it allowed me to grow up quickly, but I was able to think for myself and not run to my family. And And it's funny you said that because I, too, am the youngest in my family. So Mm -hmm. when I went to school, I had this mindset that if I if something happens, I can always call up my mom something happens like I always call up my sisters and mm-hmm. I got into a tight spot I was like you know you help me out now I, I pay back later and all this other stuff that was I was using my family as a security blanket and I didn't I didn't think I was doing that until it started happening more frequently mm-hmm. and I realized that these are the decisions that I'm making but they're affecting everyone else and yeah that's what because you know you we can hurt ourselves as often as we want 
But once the situation flips and we end up finding out that we're causing more harm to the people that really care about us than ourselves, then, you know, things change. And it's funny you said that your first year was like that. And for me, (laughs) it took me a couple of years (laughs) before I was like, you know what, man, you really need to straighten up because all of this is on you. If you don't do this, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. So, yeah, I perfectly understand. Yeah, and I felt like a sense of, um, I felt a sense of entitlement. Like, my my parents and my dad had just moved up to Delaware. And and so when he moved up there, he didn't have a job immediately. So it was like, here I am, freshman year in college and, like, needing to buy books and supplies. Um, and just things for my dorm. And yes, I was working, but I was like using my money for my for my personal things. But I felt like it was my parents' responsibility um, to pay for like my school stuff. And so it was just like, even though they wanted to, they couldn't financially. And so I think that also pushed me to like, okay, well, you can't go without your book. But it, like it. it it was like I was just thrown out there. And I was comparing myself to my sisters who, you know, are six to eight years older than me. And, like, they just had it differently. And so I was just like, well, y'all did this for Unnamed Priya. Why aren't y'all doing this for me? And I think I, in the beginning, I was very, like, bitter. But it was, like, tough love. Because, like you said, it was, like, at the end of the day, these are people who love me and, and, like, eventually, I got to grow up. So, if, if I got to, you know, work to buy my books and not buy another pair of jeans, then it's just like, hey, I'm like, you're going to have to do it sooner or later. So, let's get through it now. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, the the refund checks the students got. Yes, Lord. Yes. Man, I was, oh, goodness. I can't even, I can't even remember what most of the stuff I bought with that like it was a for just me as an individual just me as a single student that was a lot of money tgos isn't just a place to share the makings of your story or the details of your music tune in every so often for an updated episode of the recipe where i sit down with artists and discuss track by track the how why when where and who of their latest project making music can be similar to living life things go left when you intend it for it to go right other times it's as beautiful as you intended again check out tgos presents the recipe and yeah i was in student housing and it was at the beginning when we were supposed to pay monthly for our for our rent and I could have used that money and paid up an entire semester and would have never had to worry about it and could have just been saving. Like it's like that's that famous saying, if I knew then what I know now, right? it would have been completely different. But yeah, yeah I was thinking like, cause I remember when I would get at least 1400 each semester, maybe more sometimes, like, but I at least had a guarantee a thousand. And, like, so I would always try and save a thousand and then the rest, like, whether it's 400, 300, 700, whatever it was, that's what I spent. Like, my, that's what I spent. And I always save a thousand. But I was thinking, like, a couple of months ago, I wish I would have saved, like, all those thousands. If I would have saved all those thousands while I was in college, like, I would have 
I would have had me a nice little jet, you know? And <laughs> like you said, I wish I would have knew then what I knew now, but it was like, I mean, we were young, and they gave us this money, and it was just like, oh my gosh, let me go about this, 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 this. Man, I remember it. they had a... Uh... At the uh, the, at the bookstore, they had this. They had this small section of nothing but electronics, Xboxes, laptops, Playstations, uh, PSPs when they were out, like all that stuff. iPods, iPads, uh, any device you can think of at that time that any student would probably be into, they had it, and they knew that students were using some of their money to buy that so most students like myself started doing stuff like buying like I actually bought a laptop from there um, with with some of my refund money but Mm -hmm. I was lacking on meal plans and my books I I was spending money that I was making when I was working on books Mm -hmm. but didn't have anything left over so I was just eating ramen noodles like I was it was I was stretching and struggling when I didn't have to. Yeah. And that was because of my poor um, financial decision making back then as a young to mid 20 year old. Right. Cause I was about to say, I mean, when you're young, you really don't. And I mean, even now, it's like you don't look at it that way. It's always going to be like a day. I wish I was there. It's like on Facebook, there's this post that's been going around of like this person looking off in the distance thinking about like when you randomly think about that fifty dollars you spent three years ago how you wish you would have you know spent it differently and so it's like yeah when you are young it's yeah it's expected yes (laughs) (laughs) and very much but it's like and i wish i would have like if you know just classes on how to I actually, now that you mentioned that, I think one, a class like that, a part of the curriculum would have helped us a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. like the introductory, the introduction to the university, the university, the class they always teach to, you know, incoming mm-hmm. freshmen, they don't include stuff like that. They just tell you how to prepare for coming to class and and uh, note-taking, or just how to function inside the classroom opposed to outside yeah. of it. Yeah. And I, I wish yeah. they offered that more. Yeah, that would have been nice and real helpful. Very, very helpful. <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't, you didn't party like most of the college students did, and enjoy. Um, I went. I would go to parties. Um, I'm lying. I would not go to parties. I went <laughs> to like homecoming, and then there was like a Halloween party. I went to those too. Yeah. And that was it. Like I never was the party. I was the party. I did all my partying in middle school, which is sad to say. <laughs> but I was up at this teen club like faithfully every Saturday in middle school and the beginning of high school. So when I got to college, it was just like, and I came from Atlanta, and so I just felt like me coming to Aiken to party, I can go home and do that. Um, 
So no, I didn't party. But I will say like the dorm I remember we had got well that's going on topic anyways, but yeah. It's funny how we some of us go into college with this idea based off what we've seen on the television screen what we've heard from our siblings or other friends that have gone on before us but you really don't know until you like ankle deep or even waist deep or unfortunately like a student like me you're neck deep in college and you're like all of this could have been prevented if i would have made a different decision uh, but in reference to like partying and all that good stuff, um, I really didn't do that because I was scared. I was a punk. I admit to that. Uh, but it's it's fun listening to other people's experience when it comes to college, especially, um, you know, enjoying the fruits of the college environment of that independence. Yeah. Continue to listen in. This is episode 60, freshman edition with Miss Ayana Brown. I know the... um. The, the dorms I stayed, well, the housing I stayed in, the they had parties. You didn't know about them until, like, after the fact. And at that point, I felt like I wasn't in with the cool kids. So um, I was very, I was an introvert. So mm-hmm. I stayed to myself most of the time. And Where'd you go? I went to, uh, well, you know, it was Augusta State. Then it was Augusta. Well, it was Augusta State University. Then it changes something else. I forgot. Then it was when I graduated. It was GRU. And yeah. So um. And but I I would say this. I do personally wish, and I I was I was going to ask you this question as well. Is there anything? Well, I ask you first. Is there anything you, and maybe you've already touched base on it. Is there anything that you regret that you really wish? you would have done while I was in college yeah um, um I want to say I wish I would I want to say this but I don't want to say this I want to say that I wish I would have went to HBCU mm. um but like even though Aiken is very white and my school was very white, like I still I guess the hope because there was a lot of yeah I wish I would have gotten more involved on campus like student government and that stuff because I've was on campus all the time and I was in the student life office buildings all the time and I really there were a lot of things that I didn't agree with the school and I felt like they were like just putting it shoving it under the rug I just really wanted to be a boy on campus and we the system pretty much we needed that and speaking of which that's exactly how I that's the exact same thing I was going to say is getting more involved. I wish I had done mm-hmm. that because yeah, and having students speak about current events and not just current events, but their experience, what they have to undergo, because it feels good hearing my perspective from a fellow student because they're sort of like giving me, in a sense, permission to say, hey, I feel the same exact way. And like you said, mm-hmm. 
supplying a voice uh, for those who probably don't have one. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, um, I think that's I was because I was involved in the ministry on campus. That's what I was going to say, and that like that's where my friend group really formed, and that's where I hung most of my time, like hanging out with them and going to their events. And that was great. I loved it, um, but I wish I would have got more involved in other things. Yeah, um, yeah, just because it's. It's a lot of politics within the education system, but within, you know, colleges and stuff. And, I mean, I am not into politics at all. Yeah, like, me neither. Yeah, I perfectly um, understand. But I just, there were just some things that I would see and notice, and I'm just like, oh. You know, so I just, I, that's what, I wish I would have used my voice and, like, spoke up about things. Yeah. And it's funny because for me, like I've been out of school for about four or five years and I'm a lot, <laughs> I'm a lot more outspoken than I was back then. And I still consider myself quiet. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, when you are noticing things, especially due to social media, like everything is right there in front of you. And it's, right, yeah. it's hard not to miss something that happens, um, especially when it involves not just the not just the United States, but your community or your culture, you know, it's, yeah. especially when it's happened so frequently. Um, but, yeah, um, I do wish that I had gotten more involved and I, I wish I think we need to be as students and. Even if you're younger or older, we need to be reminded how valuable our voices are. Yeah. We really need to be reminded of that. I think I was, um, I was, I wanted to ask someone. And since you mentioned it, I asked you, um, did you have any friends or did you know anyone that attended an HBCU? And were you able to get like some insight of their experience of some sort? Um, well, my whole family, so my parents went to Clark, like my whole family went to the A's and so my parents went to Clark and my sister. Um, I have a lot of family that went to Selman and Morehouse and then my middle sister went to, um, Lincoln up in Pennsylvania. And then I have like friends, I don't, I saw them my friends, but like people who I went to high school with and they went to HBCUs and so I follow them on, you know, social media and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what you asked me, right? Did I have people who went to HBCUs? Yeah, um, my sister went to one, um, my brother went to one, I think I forgot which one it was, uh, Gremlin. Mm-hmm. He went to Gremlin, and I could tell by the, what he was telling me, like, he was really enjoying himself, and, um... And to be honest with you, the reason why I felt like I couldn't attend it, and I know I'm not the only one that feels this way, I felt like I wasn't black enough. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I always compare things to uh, like the series Dear White People. Yeah. 
like how like the colorism, not just a mix amongst. Well, well, actually, amongst our culture, like you have different blacks. And I I didn't know that that existed until like years ago, because I thought that you were either black or you're not. And but that was that was the hindrance for me is that I, I, I wanted to be a part of a more diverse crowd. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't down that experience because a lot of famous and a lot of um, well-off individuals, you know, found themselves and like their foundation of who they are was created in HBCUs. Yeah. And um, I've always been curious as to how that would have gone if I, you know, if I would have attended. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you, I'm curious as to how it would have gone, but I do, like I did, well, when I was in high school, I had no intentions on going to college. So I didn't go out of, I didn't go to college straight out of high school. I graduated and then I went to massage therapy school. Um, and so then after that, when I moved to Augusta, it was just like there were no HBCUs nearby. Um, and I really didn't have, like you said, like I didn't feel black enough, but I also didn't, like I didn't see the value in the HBCU of being around others um, and learning our culture, you know? And so it wasn't until like I was my second and third year and I just felt like I wasn't because I had to take a lot of history classes and I just felt like I wasn't really learning history that interested me. Yeah. But that applied to me. And so I took an African-American, it was an African and African-American literature class. And the teacher, he was a white man. And I just remember, like when I first saw him walk in the door, like I was just like, wow. we had a african-american professor and she was very well educated in the field and of course i was being introduced to um that's when that's the first time i read a raisin in the sun and heard so many things about it but to actually read it and watch the film like with sydney portier and um uh uh what's her name ruby d she played Uh played the wife um, and I was like, wow, this is a very strong message. And just being exposed to authors that was like, they created, you know, canons for our culture. Mm-hmm. And it was just so rich with content. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, sometimes a lot of things that happen in our culture give us a bad name. So you automatically assume, 
oh, this is what it's going to be. We, we even when we do, we stereotype ourselves a lot. Uh, but that class caused me to see it differently. And um, yeah, it was very and we had we had discussions as well. And it was very interesting hearing about other people's perspectives. Um, but I guess within all of this um, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's funny how in, in college you go through this transformation and. I don't know, for me, it like it calls me to like you said, it calls me to grow up and mature. Um, and I and I think obviously it's different uh, between men and and women. And as far as for yourself, what difference do you see, or have you seen in yourself from the beginning uh, to the end? Like what what obvious differences you've you've noticed about yourself during that time period? Well, I don't put on thirty pounds. <laughs> well, at least. <laughs> Well, you know what um, they say that you know what's that the freshman ten freshman fifteen yeah, yeah. Freshman 15. <laughs> but it's funny because I actually I think I lost weight freshman year. But yeah, I, um, what do I see differently from freshman years to now? I think I am. I think I'm honestly more okay with myself. Yeah. Um, I think even though freshman year I was like very happy. I just remember being very happy at where I was and like being away. Hello again, TGOS listeners, entrepreneurs, and local vendors. If you are interested in free ad space for the next two episodes, let me know. I can provide you 30 to 60 seconds of free advertisement. If you have a pre-written script, that is awesome. If not, one will be provided. You can contact me via Facebook Messenger or email at mrpennywell8 at gmail.com. That's M-R-P-E-N-N-Y. W-E-L-L, the number eight, at gmail.com. Yo, seize the opportunity. Let me know. Continue to enjoy the rest of the episode. When I make friends, I'm the type of person who, you're my friend for life. Yeah. So it's like, if we was roommate freshman year, like you could call me up right now and be like, hey, I'm in town, can I come over? And I'll be like, yes. So after freshman year, because I did my freshman year, then I took a year off, and then I went back. So then I was behind all my friends who I first started with. And so once they moved, like I got a new group of friends, and then I don't, you know, I think, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like I had the same type of, I never had, like, this is my friend group, this is my friend. I was a floater. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the only friends that I had, I'm trying to think. Well, the only person I stayed in contact with was uh, my fiance. That was the mm-hmm. she, she was the only person. Uh, there was a couple of people because in my my major it was a lot of writers. Uh, most of them left like straight out of college, went to grad school. Um, a lot of them have finished, have come back. Some are teaching. Some are doing something completely different. I know. A f- mm-hmm. I know a friend who is up north is just enjoying the heck out of his life. I mean, he's just enjoying it, doing all kinds of stuff. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and that really pleases me because 
he was um he's an awesome writer um but to see him actually live life mm-hmm. uh, i think that pleases me more um as a fellow um classmate um but mm-hmm. but yeah at one point there was a large group of us like we we two were i too was a part of a uh, well we had this thing called breakpoint and there was a lot of um young believers uh would come together and just talk fellowship uh have studies mm-hmm. and it was a lot of us but now it's hard to even get a text because <laughs> we're all we're adults now right. you know we're, we're yeah we have families and and kids and um we have we're in our careers and you know things change yeah so but if there was if there was one thing i asked you this um if there was one thing that you could inform college students who are probably struggling and thinking oh this is the hardest thing i ever had to do or people that's just having just an overall challenging experience you know what would you tell them to encourage them um i say college isn't for everyone i think I remember um, when I told my family that I didn't want to go to college, it was just like they were all kind of like, what, why? Like, what do you mean you don't want to go to college? But I just, I didn't have the desire to go. Um, and so I just didn't want to go. And so I took a, I took a year off. Um, and I nannied. I got on a massage license. Um, I moved to Augusta. And so even though it wasn't like I was overseas, swimming in the ocean you know it was I just took that year off and then I was ready to go back but it's just I mean college isn't for everybody I think society but I also think we're shifting away from that but society definitely put pressure on us of just feeling like you have to go to college in order to be something in life because a high school diploma can't get you nowhere and I mean now bachelors really can't even get you much places and so it's just like I even know some friends now who you know went to college and changing majors major after major after major just because it's like you don't you don't know what you want to do and so you don't enjoy it and so it ends up becoming miserable and then you end up changing your major and four years turns into five years and six years and not saying that that's not like I finished in six years and I just remember feeling so overwhelmed and just like wow I'm not finishing in four years but I think people need to realize like you don't have to go to college to be great a lot of people are starting their own and there's just more to it like go and get a freaking trade that's what I would say if I could say like one sentence for kids I'd just say go get a trade like I went and got my massage license specifically because I knew I wasn't trying to work at a spot right then and there, but it was just like this was something that I could do if I needed to fall back on it. And it's like I still don't do it um, consistently. Like I'll work at a spa, but if I need to make some money, I can hit somebody up and be like, hey, I'll give you a massage. Or I just always had that to fall back on. And, and so I definitely encourage people to go get a trade. Like go get your cosmetology license. Go get your sculpt and like, like, I don't even know, but it's just so much out there that a diploma is not the for all be all because it's just not for everybody yeah i remember um i think episode uh, 
about two two episodes well last episode uh, Miss Ebony Wells um, she was a student athlete and she openly stated that basketball is not everything to her because uh, she was a basketball player um, and she specifically uh, maneuvered through college so that she will have something else like yeah. like you said having that that backup plan it's very important um she mm-hmm. said you know basketball for her was a key it was a door to a much bigger room right yeah so yeah having having that mentality of knowing what suits you knowing yeah. what's best for you and it sounds like that's the experience. Basically, that's the overall college experience you have for you is finding out what's best for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. And uh, it's like you're, you, we go our whole lives trying on trying on shoes, shoes that we see other people wearing, shoes that people mm-hmm. think we should wear, and shoes that our family have been wearing for years. Right. And yes. then you finally find some that fit. And you're like, you know what? I like these. And I'm going to keep wearing them. So uh, yeah. that's what's up. Um, but unfortunately, we're out of, out of time. But that was, I really, well, let me ask you this. I'm like, I enjoy asking people this because I'm just curious as to what your answer would be. Um, what would you say um, overall? What would you say would be the glory in your story? what would be the glory in my story? Um, I definitely think, I don't know if this, I, patience. Patience. I think, mm-hmm, throughout, because all throughout college, I was just so hooked on, when am I going to graduate? I'm ready to graduate. I'm ready to graduate. I'm ready to graduate. And, and I think through it, it just allowed me to really see that everyone does things on their own time. Everyone has their own story. Everyone is different. And so it allowed me to just see that, you know, you just got to be patient. Some things come slower for others. Um, some things, yeah, patience. <laughs> It just allowed me to be okay with me and my story. My story is not your story. My story is not Shanae's story or Bubba's story. It is my story. And it's going to look different. And eventually I will get there. Or I may not, but it's just patience. And yeah. I perfectly agree. Because I, I got my, I too, I got my degree in seven years. And mm-hmm. I used to, you know, I thought that was a bad thing, but I always, mm-hmm. I always tell people that it may have, it took me four years to get my degree, but it took me seven to become a man because mm-hmm. that was, that was the most pivotal period of my life. And I came out completely different than when I started mm-hmm. and to the point where, um, I can go into detail, but for the lack of time, I won't, but it's just, I just, I didn't want to go back. I wanted to continue to move forward and like you become comfortable with who I was and mm-hmm. say, Hey, this is my life and I'm going to live it as such. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Ayana, thank you so much 
for your time. And thank you. I, when you asked me to be on a podcast, like a hockey felt like a celebrity. I was like, oh, somebody <laughs> wants to be on a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Oh, no problem. Uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, this is the glory in our stories, freshman edition with Miss Ayana Brown.